paisanos, it's the Super Mario Brothers Super Show! Where the Mario Brothers and Plumbings are game, we're not like the others who get all the fame? If your sink's in trouble, you can call us on the double. We're faster than the others, you'll be hooked on Cheerful Ghost Radio. Cheerful Ghost Radio is a podcast from the Cheerful Ghost community about interesting stuff in gaming and other various bits of nerdery. Hey everybody, welcome to Cheerful Ghost Radio. My name is Travis and for this episode I'm joined by John Dodson and Tim. And in this episode we're discussing Super Mario Brothers on the NES. Super Mario Brothers released on the Famicom and NES in 1985 as a follow-up to 1983's Mario Brothers. Super Mario Brothers is a side-scrolling platformer that takes the eponymous Mario Brothers to the Mushroom Kingdom to save Princess Toadstool, before she was named Peach, from Bowser. But you probably already know all of this, because this game is legendary. It spawned multiple game series, multiple TV shows and a movie, and helped popularize side-scrolling platformers, and may have been a key factor in helping the game industry recover from the video game crash of 1983. So, Tim, share with us your thoughts of Super Mario Brothers. So I'm going to kind of uh, give a little backstory here. So way back in probably 86, something like that, when uh, I got my first NES, uh, it came with Mario Brothers, Duck Hunt, Gyromite, and then my parents also bought Zelda and Mario 2. So I had all those games basically right out the gate. Wow. Yeah, it was it's a good really, haul. <clears throat> yeah, it's not bad. And because of that, I feel like I never really appreciated how good the original Mario Brothers was. Because although it's, you know, it, it, I liked it right from the get go. Like when you're stacking it up against like Zelda and Mario Two, like I, I felt like those games were just so much better. So it was kind of fun to, you know, as an adult, go back kind of re-examine this game and realize that it is actually really great it holds up really well it's still a lot of fun to play john how about you so one thing i want to mention everyone is that um we tim travis and i at the top of the year it's 2019 now decided that um for all of our video game reviews these aren't going to be definitive uh we could come back and take a second look at games like super mario brothers and so i was sort of hesitant to to put games like mario brothers or zelda on the review slate because i was like I don't ever want to talk about this and consider this the definitive word for this game. I like to come back and talk about games. You know, nerds like to do that. I like to do that. So I just want everyone to know that this isn't the definitive episode. We could do a second look of Super Mario Brothers or any of these games that we're talking about. So I just wanted to get that out of the way. (laughs) It's really important for me. It's important for me to know that this isn't the last time I'm going to talk about this game. So it's, uh, it's important. So Super Mario Brothers was the game that made me a gamer. So I'm not capable of being objective about this game in any capacity. So that's my that's my like caveat to all of this. So um, let's go back 
to it was probably around 86 or something like that. And I remember going over to an old woman's house after church and she mentioned um, that she had a game I could play hooked up to her black and white TV um, that was her grandson's. And I'm like, okay, I don't even really know what that means, but cool. I'm gonna check it out. So she turned it on and gave me some controllers. My brother started playing. It was Mario Brothers was in it. So um, I watched my brother play and I was hooked to what I was watching. So, you know, he's moving through the level. He can jump. He could get bigger when he got a mushroom, Mario. Um, I saw, you know, my brother collect like a, a star. He collected coins. Everything I was watching on the screen, I was just in love with. Um, when, uh, he didn't actually beat the level, but I was able to, and when I was able to beat that level and go into the world one, two pipe, um, Mario went in the pipe and he went down into the underground of the mushroom kingdom and everything was dark. My mind like blew. It was incredible. I can't, I can't really explain how magical it was because I'd never seen anything like it. It was like, we're underground and it's dark. I want you guys to understand how primitive video games were before then and how amazing that kind of transition was for me. Um, it Video games were magic at that point. I couldn't get enough of Mario Brothers. I couldn't get enough of Nintendo. I was absolutely hooked. You can watch um, newsreels at the time with kids that were hooked to Nintendo. I had dreams about Nintendo before we had one. I was absolutely obsessed. And Mario Brothers is a game that made me a gamer. There would be no cheerful ghost without um, Mario Brothers. You can see um, the Mario Brothers influence on our just core look and feel of the site and our mascot and everything and how I talk about games. So when I talk about Super Mario Brothers, objectivity is gone, but I consider it one of the most, to me, one of the most influential video games of all time. Um, and it, there might be better platformers out there now, obviously, but it's a magical game for me. And, um, I, uh, I, I love it a lot. I come back and play this game every so often. There's not a whole lot of time that goes without me kind of coming back and just jumping around in Mario brothers. I can still beat it. Um, every year at Portland retro game expo, we have a super Mario brothers speed run. That's the first speed run we do. It's the most popular one that we do. Um, and it's, getting all the way to the end to hitting uh, to killing Bowser to hitting the axe at the end of one four um and whoever does it fast one this year it was um it was the dude cosplaying as um oh, what was he cosplaying the winter soldier very very good mario player the winter soldier is not bad um and uh that was a lot of fun so we're going to do it again this year um super mario brothers very important game for me very important game for speed running and everything like that too we'll talk a little about that in the legacy of the game but yeah, Super Mario Brothers. Yeah, you mentioned that this is the game that made you a gamer, and I 100% agree with that. Um, I didn't get a Nintendo until kind of late. I think it was 88, 89 when everybody else had one. I'd kind of played my cousins occasionally, but he was a, a bit of a jerk and wouldn't let me play very much. So I barely got any play time on it but you know we got the nes and only game that i had at first was the mario duck hunt combo and oh wow i put so many hours into that game as a kid and yeah like you said it's just captivating like 
my one of my favorite anecdotes about the game is like Miyamoto designed the first couple of screens of the game to kind of be a tutorial for the entire thing. Within a few feet, you run into a Goomba. If you don't jump over it, he'll hit you and you die. Okay, don't do that again. And then, you know, the um, the block that gives you the mushroom is right there. So you learn about, hey, this is a power up. And it's just really nice design. It came with, it was before, long before games stopped really coming with instruction manuals, but you really didn't need one. The game taught you how to play it right off the bat, and it was great. Uh, and Tim, like you said, the the mechanics really still hold up. I mean, and to the point where I'm playing um, New Super Mario Brothers U Deluxe on the Switch right now, and it, it still basically feels like same platforming physics of the original super Mario brothers. Uh, they've added a little bit of slide when you land and stuff like that. And, you know, different characters control slightly differently, but yeah, I mean, it's still the same core mechanics they came up with in 1985 and the staying power of that is just really impressive. So I just shared with you all the super Mario brothers manual PDF uh, and it's available for free. Nintendo released it with the Super Nintendo Classic. Oh, cool. Um, and I, I remember reading this thing cover to cover, which you mentioned the manual. And now that I'm looking over it, you can see like it talks about one ups. It talks about how to jump and all that. And you're absolutely right. The design made it so that you didn't have to um, read this. But that doesn't mean that I didn't uh, a lot. Um, it was great. Uh, very, very, very cool manual. Oh, yeah. Um, I love the art and all that kind of thing. And I'm looking if there's a story in here. How do you play? No, no, I didn't see one. Uh, it's just really sad because in some of these games, there's um, like a, a story thus far and all that kind of thing. Yeah. But, if you look uh, down does, at the um, the enemies, the enemy descriptions yeah. kind of give you some story. Right. A little bit. OK, so here's Bowser, King of the Koopa. <laughs> OK, here you go. The Sorcerer King holding Princess Toadstool captive in the last castle. He comes at you spitting fire. There are several ways to kill him, but you only get points if you use fireballs. And they put question marks for how many points you get. Like points matter. They really don't. (laughs) And if anyone was ever wondering what that flaming fireball is in the um, in the dungeon levels, it's a podaboo. Podobu? Pod- how do you pronounce how would you pronounce that? Pod- Pod- Podobu? My yeah. guess is Podobu. Podobu? So weird. Protector of the great sorcerer Koopa King. He comes flying out of the lake of fire inside the Koopa King's castle. I love that there's a name and it's like alive. I just thought it was like lava boiling out. But it's alive, <laughs> <Yeah>. apparently. <laughs> also interesting that they mentioned that Bowser is a sorcerer. I feel like yeah. that uh part of his origin has kind of been uh uh, lost to time here. Yeah. Oh yeah. And the mushroom yeah. retainers. I've always loved that. Like, why are they called mushroom retainers? Well, because in the kingdom, a retainer is like someone who hangs out with. Oh, the princess. oh okay. Yeah. 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 That makes right. sense. Right. Yeah. 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 It, it's really, really formal and they don't call them that anymore. No, after that, no. they're all toads and everyone's name is toad and all that kind of thing. <laughs> Hey 
Hey there, this is John Dotson from Cheerful Ghost Radio, and thanks for listening to the show. If you like what we're doing here and want to help support us, I encourage you head over to Cheerful Ghost and click the heart at the top of the page. You can help us fund the important work of this podcast and Cheerful Ghost by supporting us on Patreon, which is a site for funding the things you love. If you fund us at a member level, you get awesome benefits on Cheerful Ghost, so head over, find out one funding level works for you, and support Cheerful Ghost today. So head over to CheerfulGhost.com, click the heart, and support us on Patreon. Do the Mario swing your arms from side to side. Come on, it's time to go. Do the Mario. Take one step and then again. Let's do the Mario all together now. So yeah, this game has a very rich legacy, and uh, just to give you guys some spoilers for the coming months, we're going to be doing uh, our next uh, NES Classic review on Super Mario Bros. 2, and then 3 after that. So uh, with the legacy, we might be repeating ourselves a bit, but uh, yeah, John, what do you think about Super Mario Bros. Legacy? Well, and I'll probably mention this in the other shows, too, except for the Mario 3 one, because that'll be a totally different cartoon show. But Mm. I think for me, one of the big legacies of it was the Super Mario Brothers Super Show. Now, that covered Mario Brothers and Super Mario Brothers 2 in terms of what the show was made up of, you know, and we had Captain Lou Albino pass a couple of years ago, which was really sad, um, who played Mario But I love that show a lot and I'm not really it has varying levels of hold up quality. I don't think it's um, as incredible as I remember when I was a kid. If you no, Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. No, it uh, it maybe held up a little bit better than the Zelda cartoon. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So the, the thing about the Super Mario Brothers Super Show that's like I didn't mind at the time, but like bothers me now is that every episode is a um, it's a spoof on something else. So they'll have an episode where it's Mario, like where Koopa's like um, a bad guy in the old West or it's a pirate spoof or it's a they're gangsters or whatever. What I wanted was a lot like the first episode, which is just there in the first one that I remember was they're in the um, just in the Mushroom Kingdom and it's cold outside and they're in, you know, because that's in Mario 2. There's um, there's a snow level. Right. So mm-hmm. uh, and it was awesome. And he got a fire flower and everything. And I just wanted them to be in the Mushroom Kingdom. But every one they're just like um, like I remember one. There's like a 50s greaser show. You know what I mean? Where they're in the 50s <laughs> greaser level. Like I'm just like, no, no, no. The best one is when they do the spoof off a of road warrior and it's toad warrior. <laughs> And instead of fighting over gasoline, they're fighting over pasta sauce. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's okay. amazing. <laughs> OK, OK. That one's not so bad. I'm just saying, though, that most of them are just like grown dad spoofs. So I just maybe I wanted him to be just more in the Mushroom Kingdom. And, and we'll talk about the Mario 3 cartoon because that one sort of fixes that. That really just really is in the Mario 3 universe, which I think is better. But um, that was one of them. I think one of the big legacies that I'd be remiss to talk about, and then I'll kick it over to y'all to remember your sort of reminiscence about Mario, is um, that at the time, Nintendo was making kids crazy. I mean, like I said, there were new shows broadcast talking about Nintendo making kids crazy. And Nintendo wanted to capitalize on the hype of that to release a bunch of stuff. So I don't remember anyone who had more Nintendo stuff as a kid who I was so jealous of than Tim 
Tim, maybe you could talk about some of your Nintendo stuff. I'll talk about one thing that I remember, which was the Super Mario cereal slash Zelda cereal. Oh, yes. So I go over to his house. He'd have Zelda and Mario cereal. I was so jealous. And Tim, what other stuff did you have? Because you had a lot of Nintendo stuff as a kid. Oh, let me think here. So um, I definitely had like some of the like McDonald's toys that were Mario themed. I think those came out during Mario 3. It was probably also a tie-in to the Wizard movie. Um, I definitely had a Nintendo Power subscription for a while, which was, you know, for a kid, was amazing. Every month you get a uh, a Nintendo Power magazine filled with all kinds of different stuff that was just really fun to read. And then they had, like, the little fan art section. Um, let's see. I, did I have Mario bedsheets at one point? You did, and I was going to mention it, because I think I remember all your stuff better than you, because I (laughs) I would go home, and I was like, I'm so jealous, he sleeps in Mario sheets. He had like a Mario, um, I'm just going to remember all of his stuff now. He had a Mario trunk, he had a Mario, um, you had a Mario like figurine set, where it was like a, it was like a picture of the castle with Mario, um, what else? I oh. don't remember that one. I definitely had a backpack. You did have a Mario backpack. You also had yeah. Mario comic books as well, which were incredible. Which I still have. I, I know. They made comic books? I didn't even know they yes, made they, those. Oh, they awesome. absolutely did make comic books. Oh, they made comic books and they're really, really good. I think my favorite one that Tim and I read a lot and then we would um, and then I would like trace it and we would draw our own comics was wait, this. Wait, let me guess. Was it the Green Gecko Gym? Uh, you know, dude, you know yes. what my favorite Mario <laughs> comic was. You know it. Travis, you need to read it. It's incredible. Yeah. Um, it basically the premise. Tim, you could tell what the do you remember the premise of this particular Mario story? Um, yeah. So the the king of Mushroom Kingdom has been turned into a chameleon by Bowser. And to get him back, they have to collect one of the uh, magic wands. So uh, to make sure that Mario uh, doesn't get attacked uh, by any of the piranha plants, because apparently there's rumblings of like a piranha plant rebellion (laughs) so the king gives mario what's called the green gecko gym and while he's wearing it he has like a force field around him um so that nobody can hurt him so uh some op stuff man for real it's pretty yeah seriously but uh also while he's like holding it like he can't touch anybody else so like uh, at one point toad falls into a river and he's getting dragged under and mario has to drop the gym to like pull him to shore and uh so yeah so there's uh yeah the whole plot basically revolves around mario trying to get this magic wand there's these piranha plants that are planning a rebellion against koopa <laughs> <laughs> and uh and then bowser shows up at the end to uh basically quell the rebellion <laughs> and it's yeah, yeah. It's, it's a fun it's ridiculous, ending don't spoil it's it fun. it's fun yeah but it's a fun I, I will give the spoiler ending here <laughs> good but uh, it's good. definitely worth checking out Awesome. Yeah, I didn't really have a lot of uh, Mario or Nintendo merch as a kid. Um, I didn't get a lot of those. Like, That's were, child were there, abuse. Were there packs of like <laughs> NES cards that you could buy, like trading yes. cards, and they yes. came with stickers in the and Yep. Yeah. I put those yep. stickers yeah. over like everything, but like in terms of like toys and stuff like that, I didn't really get any of that. I guess I was more focused on playing it <laughs> but i didn't i didn't know about a lot of it like you, you guys are talking about all this stuff and i had no idea that it was even out there that's awesome though yeah i really wish they would re-release that uh uh 
Nintendo Entertainment cereal system. Because it, uh, it was one box, but they had two bags in it. One was the Zelda one, and then the other was the Mario. And I'm sure nostalgia is coloring my perception of it, <laughs> but I remember them being like, awesome and like super bad for you sugary yeah i mean it was probably just pure sugar so it tasted great <laughs> so yeah. i bought a i bought some boxes of super mario cereal and then we gave them away as um uh prizes for people that you know won yeah, but the that tournaments was, um, at our booth yeah but that was the new one and i'm pretty sure they right. changed the the flavor of it and i you know and again this could just be nostalgia speaking here but i don't think <laughs> the new one is as good as the old how could it be? <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, aside from all the the goodies, yeah, it seems like there for a while Mario was cropping up and everything, like in the 90s and 2000s and well still today with like Mario Tennis and Super Mario Brothers or Mario Shit, what's the name of like the full title for Brawl? Smash Brothers. Smash Brothers. Yeah. I can't believe I forgot that one, but yeah, like he's just crops up in everything. What do you guys think is the most notable non-main series game that Mario cropped up in? Probably Smash Brothers and uh, Mario Kart. Yeah, I'd because those were yeah those are the two that probably they're because they're not known for just being Mario games now. They are like sure. their own series. Yeah, I would say it's two games: Smash Brothers and then Mario Kart. Right, so you've got um, yeah. Smash and that game was out for a couple months last year, maybe just one, I think, or two. I can't remember. And it trended. It was like one of the top games of the year just for being out oh, like yeah. a month only. Mario Kart is it's a, it's a Nintendo seller right there. Um, you know, so it, it's yeah, if you don't have Mario Kart and you have a Nintendo system, it should be against the law. Um, <laughs> it's such a great game. But yeah, I mean, I think that those things and I think the biggest legacy of Mario is that everyone knows who Mario is. Oh, yeah. uh, okay. I take that back. That's not true. I had an, I had a neighbor that my, my wife and my son and I, I dressed up as Luigi. My son was Mario and my wife was princess Rosalina from, um, Mario galaxy. Right. So, um, we went to every kid, every person outside knew who we were. They're like, Mario, Luigi. Everyone knew. Everyone knew. Even some people got the deep cut Rosalina thing. You know, I figured most <laughs> people would not get it. They'd be like, oh, Princess Peach or Toadstool. It's like, no, no, no. She has a Lumo in her hand, guys. It's totally different. Totally different. So <laughs> I, I did go to my neighbor's house and the guy's like, oh, you guys look so great. You look so great. And as we're walking away, he's like, who are you guys anyways? <laughs> so there's like one person you found the one person Seriously. who doesn't know yeah i don't know yeah. how you can miss all that i, I don't i don't know i don't know <laughs> a nice guy just doesn't know who mario is that's cool that's cool yeah i can't think of a single mario kart entry that wasn't just absolutely incredible they've all been just really solid i haven't played all the smash games but i haven't played the newest one but those are so much fun and you, you get a lot of like major competitive tournaments for, for smash and a lot of thrown controllers. I imagine <laughs> <laughs> one really cool thing is that Nintendo sort of opening up uh, Mario as well. So um, last year, I can't remember if it was the year, last year or the year before when Nintendo partnered up with Ubisoft to release Mario um, kingdom battle with Rabbids. So I have it on the Switch. Um, I haven't played it yet, but 
I've heard it's uh, really, really good. That's why I got it. I got it for uh, about $20 on Black Friday or whatnot. But nice. Um, yeah, it's cool. Now Nintendo's like sharing, you know, uh, allowing other people to make Mario games, which is pretty cool because that's not something that they've done uh, a whole lot of. So that's really neat. And John, you mentioned speedrunning up in your thoughts. I don't think any game has been speedrun more than Super Mario Brothers. And, you know, we've we keep seeing all these record breaking times. It's just kind of insane. Um, what do you guys think about the speedrunning scene and Mario's effect on it? So I watch a bit of speedrunning and according to the current, well, the current thought on Super Mario Brothers, the original Super Mario Brothers, uh, is that we're not too far away from someone getting the perfect time. So if you if you look at Mario Brothers based on all the glitches and everything that we know right now, um, we're a couple seconds away from what some consider to be the best time that any human being could get. Now, it doesn't mean that a task couldn't do it better, but um, a human being. And I think what, like, I don't know if it's t- 10 seconds off that. So Super Mario Brothers uh, and this uh, and, and for a long time, it, uh, the Super Mario Brothers speedrun specifically was dominated by Darby. And I can't I don't know who the number one speedrunner is right now. I'd have to look. But um, I think we're going to get that in the next five years, which is the quote unquote perfect run until someone finds something new, which might not happen, actually. Yeah. So uh, that's actually really impressive. But it speaks to a couple things with Super Mario Brothers. One, there's not a whole lot of RNG. And two, that it's um, it's been poured over <laughs> considerably, um, optimized and looked at. So it's one of the really interesting games in speedrunning, but I think it's going to get kind of shut down a little bit if it if someone quote unquote gets the final or beats it in that way so yeah it's really cool and the other games are speed run i one of the things that i really like to watch at games done quick is mario races uh which are a lot of fun the the fun the most fun races are when you've got teams of people that go through all the games and then they have to like they start at mario mario 2 mario 3 mario world you know and then they end up at like you know yoshi's island or something like that and that's really fun to see those kind of runs but yeah, speedrunning is huge. Uh, Mario's really, really popular. Tim? Yeah, I um I haven't watched a lot of speedruns for uh for the original Mario Brothers game, but um just in general, speedrunning is, is something I really enjoy. And I've really uh, John mentioned the like Mario races. Um during this last uh games done quick, they did a um Mega Man X trilogy uh like rally race that was really fun to watch yeah i didn't like i didn't really know speedrunning was a thing until i guess back in about 2001 2002 i saw some videos posted of a mario speedrun and i was like okay this is incredible i think it was like 20 seconds slower than the current speedruns at that point because all the tricks hadn't been found i'm like yeah i'm gonna do this I think I'm, my best time was in like the seven and a half minute range. So, you know, way worse than what the the best speedrunners are now. I think we're like, what, five? It's not a bad personal best, though, Travis. Yeah, it's like, what, 540 something right now? 542, 544? Right. But yeah, I feel like I don't know if speedrunning was a big thing before that. It seems like that may have 
push speedrunning along as kind of a task to, that people try to do. But yeah, the, the Mario speedruns have always been my favorites to watch. I mean, it, partially because they don't take that long to watch. There's not a lot of uh, time investment. If you got five, six minutes, you can watch one. And just the history of them like, these past couple of years with the records trading off and like one guy set a record and then like a week later it was broken or it might not have even been a week. And the guy wasn't really even trying that hard to break it. And he broke it. I can't remember who was in ahead. I think Darby was one of them. I can't remember which, but yeah, yeah. I love watching all the speed runs and I might get back to trying it again at some point, but watching how they do some of those tricks, I don't think I'm ever going to be able to pull those off. I don't have the, the finger speed for that, but yeah, it's a lot of fun. Yeah, it takes a lot of practice. That's for sure. Um, yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, I'm looking at the current super uh, on speedrun.com for Super Mario Brothers. The first place uh, rank is Sum West with four minutes, 55 seconds and 796 oh. milliseconds. Then you've got Cosmic Lord. You got Cosmic <laughs> after that, Roylet after that, and then Darbians with fourth with four minutes, 56 seconds and 528 milliseconds. So you guys can see. Good grief. Right. So the number one is off by 200, 260 milliseconds. So you guys just to understand, like, this is, you know, we're, we're entering a world where it's trading off by mil, like hundreds of milliseconds. So yeah. it is a very it's it's I don't know how far we are away from, you know, the end <laughs> of people trading around um, for Super Mario Brothers speedrun. With the Mario Brothers and plumbing's a game. We're not like the others who get all the fame. If your sink is in trouble, you can call us on the double. We're faster than the others. You'll be hooked on the brothers. So I think I have a feeling about how you guys are going to rate this game on the ghost scale. But Tim, Super Mario Brothers, what is your ghost scale rating? I mean, I don't think anybody's going to be surprised when I give it a must play. Uh, if you have any interest in video games or video game history, or you just want to try some early games that hold up really well, there's no reason not to play this game. It's available on, you know, multiple different platforms. There's many different ways to play it. Just go give it a shot. John, you've got a switch. You paid for the online service. You've got Super Mario Brothers. It's it's in there. It's it's in your Switch. Just turn it on. I would say it's a must play. Um, yeah, it's a great game. I, I I can't rate it high enough. It it's uh, it's a really special game to me. It's a really amazing game. It's the foundation of the entire Mario series. It's a great game. Must play. Absolutely. Um, play it. Play it now. Right after you listen to this episode, of course. <laughs> yeah, so wait a couple more minutes and then play it. And uh, yeah, I, I agree with you guys 100%. It's a must play. I, I can't really look at it without the nostalgia clouding my judgment on it, but I really don't think that's that it, it would be anything else if I hadn't played this as a kid. It just the mechanics of it hold up so well. Like the design of the levels is just fantastic. It, it's It's definitely a must play.
Cheerful Ghost Radio is brought to you by CheerfulGhost.com and our theme music is by Creo. Make sure you head over to Cheerful Ghost to let us know what you think of the show and thanks for listening. <laughs>